Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, Q&A session, the special quarantine edition of the Word Hunt Dad podcast. And um, I got several good questions uh, from Instagram, Facebook, uh, a couple texts. So we'll jump in, talk about some of these. Uh, Chase asked me, uh, why do we rush out to buy new turkey gear whenever the old stuff still works? You know, honestly... um, hunting is a business and it's turned into a big business and um you know promotion and uh, that sort of stuff but a lot of it i think is just you know i know me personally i like gadgets and i like new things and i i like trying new things but you know realistically if i busted out the 835 and uh, the old hastings choke and found some old winchester supremes uh, i have no doubt that i could probably still go kill a turkey uh, the same as I kill it with all my new stuff. Uh, you know, we like new things and some things do make it easier and nicer. And, um, you know, you get some, some, uh, different styles of hunting out of it. You know, the, the running gun fanning and that type of stuff is really popular now. Um, so I think that's got a lot to do with it. Not a lot of, it, you know, some people just do it for the pictures, man. You know, they just want to, look like that they got all the newest stuff and that, you know, that's what it takes to kill. But, you know, I see it all the time on the internet, guys that are 40 years old that have been killing turkeys their whole life, asking some 21-year-old Insta hunter about her shell and choke combo and what decoys she's using and what calls she's running and all this stuff. So, you know, it's it's fads, and that's got a lot to do with it, I think. Uh, Josh Kaysinger asked me, uh, about this virus if I think it's going to affect the hunting numbers going up and I don't think we're going to see a big push of new hunters coming in but I think guys that were kind of fringe hunters and part-time hunters um, I think that you're going to see a take them they're going to take it a little more serious uh, but one of the things I think it'll help with is I think there's going to be a lot less wasted meat coming up people are going to put more time and effort into preparing their meat storing it um and making sure that it lasts and, and that they have it and, and it's ready to go. Uh, crossbows. Dustin asked me my thoughts on crossbows. Really good question. I could talk for an hour on this. Um, crossbows are great. I think they have their place. Um, I don't think that place is the full archery season. Um, I think that, you know, a designated crossbow is better than uh the full archery season, being able to use a crossbow unless you're handicapped or, you know, you can't physically use a bow or you're a youth, but, you know, I'm afraid we're moving closer to that to that realm where it's going to be uh, the full archery season. You're going to be able to use a crossbow. All right. So next uh, question topic come from the one and only Mr. Chris Stylins. Uh, probably being a little bit of a smart aleck, but I'm going to answer it just because that's what I do. Uh, Duck hunting. What do I use gear-wise? So, uh, all my hunting clothes are all Drake. Uh, Everything I got's in bottom land. Uh, I got the new Drake waders. Uh, Gun. Browning. um, Silver. Mm choke uh either the factory modified or the uh heavy shot extended range shells um 
a heavy shot, either heavy hammer or heavy metal. Uh, calls, uh, rolling thunder, duck calls that I keep on my lanyard. Uh, Swap Fox, a gentleman's 45, um, a very sentimental uh, zinc PH2 that will never go off of my lanyard. I've had it for a very long time. Um, uh, then I have the Rolling Thunder Goose Call and the Rolling Thunder Bouncer Spec Call. And a Duck Commander whistle that's uh, probably, shoot, probably 15, 20 years old. No, it's older than that. It's, it's probably 20, 25 years old. Um, and that's what's uh, on my lanyard. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, somebody else had said turkey gear. So while I'm talking about duck hunting gear, uh, turkey hunting. Uh, obviously old Tom uh, is my clothes calls rolling thunder um, I use the glass and the slate friction calls both uh, cherry pot and walnut pot uh, mouth calls I've got all of them but what I typically use either a ghost cut or a bat wing or my go-to the call I'm going to have 90% of the time is the done deal. It's a combo cut. Um, and that's that's the call that I really like the most. Uh, shells. Uh, typically what I shoot is heavy shot magnum blend. Uh, three inch. And I shoot them out of my Winchester SXP with a Jebs uh, Headhunter 665 choke. Um, usually I have that in the chamber and then my backup shells are Longbeard XRs um, just because they're a little bit cheaper and if I'm going to that second shot I'm probably slinging one at a prayer so no sense wasting a magnum blend there um, white man's gun the Mossberg Super Bantam 500 uh, got a True Glow gobble stopper red dot on it. Uh, shooting factory modified choke um, with Magnum Blend uh, reduced recoil in it. So that's our stuff. Uh, also, turkey gear wise, um, AVNX decoys whenever we use decoys and uh, Primos blinds. So um got the best there is on that i think uh what else we got coyote hunting from justin gossett does it help uh, i'm really on the fence with this one because um, i don't think we can kill enough of them honestly i think we're gonna have to uh, under current regulations and stuff i think we're gonna have to open up the night season let um let it run year round and I mean, if you want to take it out during during deer season, I kind of understand that. But, uh, you know, the rifle season or bring in night season and let us start using rifles at night. I think, uh, you know, that, that would help out tremendously. Hunting pressure, thanks to e-callers, is at an all-time high on coyotes. They're just, man, they can be, they can be hard to call in. 
if it's not the peak mating season, then they can be really difficult. <clears throat> as far as uh, the effects on coyotes versus everything else, you know, I, I think coyotes are bad for for a lot of reasons. But uh, as far as turkey numbers go, I think our biggest biggest problem in the turkey woods is coons and possums, honestly. You know, they raid nests, destroy eggs. Um, there's that there's that cute little thing going around the internet of a possum, and it talks about how many ticks it eats in its lifetime, but um, it also kills a ton of turkeys in its lifetime. They're nest raiders, so I don't know. My theory on coyote hunting is always if it, no matter what you're hunting, uh, if you see a coyote, make it a coyote hunt. Kill one every chance you get. So, uh, Ben Mason said he would like to start duck hunting, but he's scared because he doesn't need a $5,000 a week hobby. Well, what you need to do there is get you a gun, get you some shells, get you some waders, minimal investment, and, um, and give it a try for a year. And, you know, Get with some buddies. You know, you're always welcome to go with us. Give it a shot. See if you like it before you start investing in, you know, higher-end waders, higher-end guns, uh, calls, decoys, all that stuff. You know, give it a shot. Just about everybody I know is pretty open to letting new people tag along and and uh, see what it's all about before they, you know, are expected to make a big investment and, you know, buy into a lease or whatever. So, Go as a guest until you uh, until you figure out if it's something you want to do or not. All right, next question. Turkey strategies from Dustin Dukes, uh, kind of what I do. So what I do probably doesn't work for everybody else um, because I kind of do my own thing, and a lot of times it doesn't work, but it's worked a couple times. Um, but one of the things I would tell you is uh, – Decide if you're going turkey hunting or if you're going turkey killing because there is a difference. Um, you know, if you're going hunting, you know, try for the picturesque setups and, and calling them in and getting them to gobble at the decoys or whatever else. And, you know, all that footage and, and all that stuff. But if you're going turkey killing, be prepared to work, you know. Whether it's slipping, fanning, setting up, um, covering ground, that's that's kind of my strategy. Uh, a good friend of mine, Ronnie Lambrick, we were talking about hunting together, and he said, are we going turkey calling or are we going turkey killing? Dude's a killer. So um, I kind of took that and ran with it. So not my words. Those are Ronnie's words. Um uh, and yesterday he just completed his 16th Grand Slam, so, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing. Um, <clears throat> but the biggest strategy and tip that I would like to share with people that uh, a lot of people overlook uh, is don't ignore that late morning to early afternoon window. Uh, you know, I, I've killed a whole lot of birds between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't know that I've ever got a bird fired up in that time window and, uh, not had to hunt end with a kill, 
amiss or some extenuating circumstances that led to no shot being fired. Uh, a couple years ago, one of my buddies uh, had two shells misfire on him on a bird at like 15 yards. So uh, that's that's just kind of the way that goes. But that 10 to 2 window, get out, cover ground, um, stay in. Uh, I like to stay as close as I can to uh, you know a concealment area in case I got to get down quick, tree lines or whatever, fence rows or – I would try to avoid walking across big wide open fields. Um, you know, it, there's just the, the, the woods kind of, uh, they shift a lot about that time. You got, you got people that are, you know, only hunting in the morning that are leaving and kind of stirring things up. The trucks are starting and four wheelers are running and, you know, you got some stuff going on. Uh, you got, you know, hens going to nest, gobblers going to find places to hang out and feed. So 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, food source, strut areas, and uh, get after them. Um, from Ryan Taylor, buck fever, and this is a two-parter. I guess he wants me to talk about buck fever and exclusive mature hunting and the effects on the population. So, buck fever, first off. Whenever I, when I stop getting nervous, uh, whether it's a buck or anything, a turkey, a duck, goose, whatever, this is the day I stop hunting. Because... If you're, if you're not getting, if your heart's not pounding when you got a, when you got a, buck at 15 yards and you got a bow in your hand or you know your heart's not about to jump out of your chest when you got a turkey behind you spitting and drumming uh then i don't know why you're hunting because that's that's what that's all about i mean you can't you can't replicate that feeling with anything so what i like to do for my nerves is um once I decide, especially, we'll talk about a deer, not so much on turkeys, but we'll talk about deer for the buck fever. Once I decide that it's a deer that I'm going to shoot, um, I never look back at uh, the head of the animal. You know, the, as far as, you know, with binoculars or whatever, once I decide that it's a shooter, you know, I try to keep all my attention on its body. Body positioning when when it's going to be time to draw all that type of stuff. I try not to look at the antlers. Um, <clears throat> you know, just like any time you're shooting a gun or whatever, you know, slow deep breaths. Try to keep trigger control. But uh, there's probably going to be a lot of background noise in this. Wyatt and Weston are running around downstairs like crazy. So um, that's the dad part of this podcast. Um, yeah, y'all are going to hear that for sure. Um, control of my breath, and then sometimes I kind of have to talk myself off the ledge a little bit, you know. Hey, you know, I, I, I actually kind of whisper it to myself, you know, calm down, calm down, okay, draw. You know, I, I kind of narrate it to myself, and that helps me to uh, kind of alleviate some of my nerves. Um, as far as a kid, 
white man gets tore up. So uh, I just talk to him a lot, you know, behind the shoulder, you know, take your time, get your safety off, you know, just just giving him something, a task, rather than just sitting there looking through the scope at the at the deer. So um, exclusive mature hunting. So I'm really I'm really torn on this because I know it works. Um, I know you kill you can kill big deer. The only way to kill big deer is to let little ones go. But um, what a lot of people don't see is that a lot of these farms uh, they they do a lot more of deer management than just shooting one buck a year. You know, they're taking does out, and that's one thing. You can disagree with me all you want to by looking at telecheck numbers or coming up with stats, but we do not kill enough does in the state of Kentucky. We don't. If we were, they wouldn't have put in unlimited does in several areas. So we're not killing enough does. Um, but as far as the mature only uh, – you know, I think that's one of the things that it's actually hurting hunting because you get so many judgmental people, you know. Here's my rule. If it gets you excited, it makes you happy, and it helps you feed your family, pull the trigger. Let her fly. You know? Now, if it takes a 180 to do that for you, okay, then you're going to have to let some 130s go. Um, it's just that's just the way it is. If you want big deer, and that's your sole focus, then you know you can only shoot mature deer. So, uh, I think honestly, you know, for some people are not going to like this, but you know, for for optimum herd size, um, I think you need to take out. Depending on the area, from my farm based on my scouting and stuff, I really need to take out about every, I really need to take out about five or six does to every buck that comes out of there or more. Um, you know, the other day I, I said turkey scout and I think 21 or 22 does come across the field, just like clockwork. So, um, what I would really like to see is Kentucky go to earn a buck. I think that would help tremendously. Uh, we don't really have the resources to be able to do that as far as it going to waste or check stations and confirming it's a doe or whatever. So people could pencil whip it and lie. You know, if they did that, I bet that first weekend of September would have a whole lot of does called in. I don't know how many would be killed, but they'd have a whole lot of does called in. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to, if, if big deer are important to you, and if you're running a farm or whatever, um, you know, be selective on that. But, you know, cold deer um, are important, you know, understanding age and, and how to how to get an estimate on age. Um, not just saying, oh, he ain't never going to make nothing, so shooting. But um, I don't know. I, Ryan, I'm probably not the best person to ask about that because I'm not – I'm not nearly as smart on that stuff as you are. Um, that'd be, that'd be like freaking Babe Ruth asking me for batting lessons. You asking me a 
a biology question. You know better than that crap. Um, but I appreciate it anyway. Uh, Hunter asked me about bush hogging. Um, several people got to comment on the Facebook post, so I won't spend a lot of time. You know, really what I'd tell you, Hunter, is um, you're probably a little bit late to the party. I would have knocked down a little sooner. But, amen, you know, those those guys that work fish and wildlife, they get paid to do a job. Call them, you know. Take them out there. Say, hey, if I bush hog this, is this going to be a problem? You know, that, that, that's honestly the route I would go, Hunter, um, if you're that concerned about it. Personally, if you've walked it and you don't see any ears of corn on it, I'd bush hog it and knock it down. Um, you know, if it's um, if it's a spot that you really want to turkey hunt, then you need to you need to get it knocked down a little bit. Uh, during the spring, you know, when uh, the gobblers are not going to be out there in that thick cover. Uh, Maybe use it passing to and from, but you know they want to be out where they can see and be seen. So I would I would knock her down, um, and get somebody to go out there and look at it. And I, if you got a tractor with a disc, I I may not even bush hog, and I may just take a tractor with a disc and just disc it under while everything's still standing. Um, looks a little more. In my opinion, it looks a little more like an agricultural practice. Just my opinion. Um, everybody's entitled to an opinion, and, and mine can be wrong too, but that's what I would do. I'd disc it under if you got a disc. If not, bush hog it um, and, and knock it down because you're not going to want that out there for turkey season. Uh, let's see here. I had another couple of pretty good questions. Let me see if I can find them. Uh, Corey Vincent asked me about food plot management, hunter recruitment, retention, and teaching your kids to hunt. Uh, there's going to be a whole episode on hunter recruitment, retention, and teaching your kids to hunt. But for the short order, for the Q&As, here's what I'll tell you. Keep it fun. Keep it easy. You know, short walks, uh, easy hunts as far as getting to the place where you're going to set up and, and being ready to go, uh, taking some of the work out of that. And be patient. You know, you're going to get out there and it's going to be a great morning and you're going to be ready to go and, you know, birds are, are near, whatever, are ready and it's about to bust loose and, they're going to have to pee. They're going to want a snack. Or they're just going to flat out be ready to go 30 minutes after daylight. Um, the deer that Wyatt shot this year, uh, we'd been there about 10 minutes. Just breaking day. Dad, I don't think the deer are coming out today. We should probably just go ahead and go. So you're going to have that. Sometimes, you know, I, I make him sit through it, but for the most times... If he's ready to go, we go. Uh, I'm not going to force him into it because that's just going to build a negative attitude towards it. I don't want it to feel like a job. I want it to feel like uh, you know a reward, something fun. So, uh, food plot management. Um, 
most most of the time um, with food plots, um, I would say that one of the big problems that people have is they want to make them into a killing plot. Um, so I always recommend if you're gonna if you're gonna heavily plot an area, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna plant an area for wildlife, um, then uh, you need to give them a spot to go feed without pressure. You know, a small clover patch, uh, you know, some lagoons, something that is secluded where they can go feed without feeling a ton of pressure um, and never hunt it. Uh, for around here, clover uh, seems to really be the, the ticket. Um, you know, if you have a spot, you can kind of kill two birds with one stone if you got a spot that somebody likes to cut hay off of and you can get some alfalfa or something like that and and that's a that's a big plus they, they love the alfalfa deer do um so stick around and, and we'll talk about the the hunter recruitment retention and teaching your kids to hunt that'll be a whole episode coming up um matt let's see here shed hunting um need to ask somebody else about that i'm not very good at it if i find one it's usually because i accidentally stepped on it um but it does give you some good intel as to deer movement without pressure uh i'd say the least pressured time uh for deer is uh mid-january through end of february middle of march um most hunting that's going on at that point is um uh, coyote hunting and that's usually, you know, in the fields and not so much in the woods. So you find sheds, gives you a good idea of bedding area, travel paths, and, um, and that type of stuff. The uh, We talked about coyote hunting, uh, turkey gear. Um, let's see what else we got. Adam Hopkins talked about the ineffectiveness of stalking a group of toms at 75 yards, then trying to rush them. It does not work, um, and it will never work, ever. The oh, that was a bad day, Adam. That was that was one of the <laughs> one of the dumber things I've ever done. Um, Earl. How do you find and kill baloney? I'm out. Stores are out. I need to kill my own. Um, well, Earl, I would say that you just need to uh, bring about $50 to work tomorrow, and I'll bring you a couple packs of baloney. That's going to be about your best bet for getting some baloney right now because we ain't going to run out of it. Um... Let me see here if I can find another. So I had a, a good late coming question there from my Uncle Bubby, who's already been talked about numerous times in this podcast. Uh, he asked about the future of hunting with land restrictions, uh, namely money leases, and uh, losing public lands every year. Uh, he lost his lease that he's had for um, most of my life uh, this year to somebody online leasing it. So... Um, Really, 
leasing is, uh, I mean, hunting's big business, you know. Really, what I think, um, you know, the future of hunting is unfortunately going to be in leases. Uh, because fewer and fewer people are willing to give rights or give permission to hunt places because uh, unless you've known them for years, I mean, you really can't trust people to come in and do the right thing. And, um, you know, I can't say if I owned 5,000 acres that I wouldn't lease it to somebody for a couple grand a year versus, you know, just letting people hunt on it. Um you know, I, I like to think that I would be kind and generous with that, but you know, it is money making. You know, most guys can cover their their property taxes for the land and still make a little money. So, um, you know, I think we may see a push back towards the uh, kind of the old model of uh, of hunting clubs. You know, um, avoid the lease scenario where land gets leased out from underneath of you and things like that and you got seven or eight guys like-minded that go in together and uh you know buy five or six hundred acres and um forget the whole leasing thing start clubs and that sort of stuff and uh you know if you're lucky enough to be in a club like that you know how beneficial that can be as long as everybody pulls their own weight um you know you can really accomplish a lot with those so that's kind of where I think it's going um, as far as the public land. You know, um, we're, we're fairly lucky in Western Kentucky with the Peabody ground. Um, my opinion, what could really boost the Peabody ground around here is if they made out-of-state hunting a little more expensive. Um, it's way too cheap to come to Kentucky and hunt. Um as an out-of-state hunter with the amount of public land we have. Um, you know, even if they did a, you know, an out-of-state Peabody permit, make it more expensive. Uh, you know, we're guys that are coming in to hunt on private land out-of-state. Um, you know, don't have to pay quite as much for that, but, um, you know, for the price to come in and hunt out-of-state, in Kentucky really is a bargain versus a lot of other states. Uh, especially states um, with the hunting quality that we have around here. I mean, aside from white, uh, aside from waterfowl, um, you know, Western Kentucky offers a lot. And uh, so, you know, that's just that's kind of my thoughts on it. You may agree, you may not agree, and that's fine. Um, if you don't like what I have to say, start your own podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I don't need any more competition out there. Just kidding. All right, last question I have of all the responses that I got from the internet. Who do I admire most in the hunting industry? Uh, wow, that's a good question. Um, from an early age, I've always been a Primos guy. Uh, Will Primos, I think, does it better than uh, just about anybody out there. Uh, the group of guys he had. Um, during my high school and college years, watching their videos, Brad Ferris and Keith Burgess and uh, those guys, just Troy Ruiz uh, or Ruiz, however you say it, just, you know, just a group of killers. I mean, them guys did what they had to do to kill birds, and they sold a bunch of stuff in the process. So 
Uh, I think all around, they're they're top notch. Uh, the Robertson boys, pre-Duck Dynasty, um, you know, Phil and them. Uh, still remember watching their VHS tapes. And Duck Commander Goes to Mexico is one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know how many teal they killed on that on those videos, but uh, they put a hurt on them, that's for sure. Uh, you know, there's a few of the pros out there that, that I really – think do a good job. I think Lee Lukowski's pretty good. Uh, the Drury boys, you know, they're all right. Um, I'd say Will Primos is probably, as far as the pros, uh, he's probably my, my top. Uh, Fred Bear, for what he did for Archery and Dr. Saxon Pope with, uh, you know, the way they talked about Archery is just all those things that really – it really bred uh, the love that I have for archery. So, you know, I give I give a lot of credit to to them for for what I am, what I do. Um, but you know, as being staff with a couple of companies, I have a a real um, pleasure of getting to meet a lot of great people in the industry, and uh, some of them are you know awesome. Some of them are not. You know, there's jerks in everywhere, so hunting, the hunting industry is no exception. Um, but since I've been with Drake, you know, for a couple of years, I've got to meet a couple of guys like Ronnie and Robert uh, that are just turkey killers. Uh, you know, listen to those guys talk. You can't help but learn something. Even if you're as thick-headed as me, you, you're going to learn something for sure. Um and, and when you get to know guys like that on a personal level, it's awesome to be able to just text them and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? What's this look like? What's this sound like? Um, so probably for me, uh, that would be it. Outside of the industry, you know, um, growing up, my dad, my uncles, my granddad, you know, the, the typical people that you would look up to, you know, as a young kid growing up hunting. Um so, yeah, it was a good question. Um, I don't know who who asked it because it was on Instagram, on the story, and it disappeared, and, and I couldn't see who, who asked it. But um, I should have I wrote it down, but I didn't. So that's my fault. Um, so that's all the questions. Next, um, uh, we're going to go Facebook Live. Uh, at some point today, um, and we're going to have one and only Wyatt man uh, answering some questions and, and talking. So um, that'll be coming up uh, the next segment here. What's up, Uncle Chris? What's up, Uncle Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I hope y'all were uh, paying attention to Wyatt talking about shooting that deer. That was a big, that was a big deal this year, wasn't it? We we deer hunted. We deer hunted hard, didn't we? Weston's in here as well, so you'll probably hear some talk about poop and duty and stuff. So So while we got wide in here, uh one of the questions that everybody wanted you to answer 
is what is your favorite part about turkey hunting? About shooting a turkey in his face. Shooting a turkey in the face. That's like, ah! that's my favorite part too. What's your favorite kind of hunting to do? What do you like to do the most? Deer hunting, turkey hunting, duck hunting? Duck hunting. Duck hunting's your favorite? Because it's when I got to go out there and get in the water with my new waders. You like to go out there with your new waders? That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah, I wish I could do that next time we go to duck I'm duck hunting. Yeah. Oh, you will. Trust me. You'll get to spend a lot more time in the water. Um, so what are we going to do? How many turkeys do you think we're going to kill this year? I think 100. We're going to kill 100. Or maybe 10 or maybe 11. I don't know yet. Well, we went from 10 or from 100 to 10 or 11. So um, it, it's going to be it's gonna be a good year either way, ain't it? Yep. We're going to have to work hard to get one of, one of the deers or one of the turkeys. We're going to try to get a deer and a turkey. So we're going to have to work hard. Um, yeah! That's Just the key. Get that baby! <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how you say that. <laughs> I have no, no idea what you're talking about. And very... Hey! So. <laughs> Nobody did me! Well, as y'all can tell, this is what most of the most of the time's like around Which this is house. Which so. being funny. We, like, um, <laughs> we, we don't get through a lot of seriousness. Oh, I got another thing to say. All right, what do you want to say? Um, what is your favorite season? What's my favorite? That's a good question. Um, well, my favorite season is turkey season. Turkey season. Why is turkey season my your favorite? favorite why is it your favorite? Is duck hunting. Weston loves duck hunting. Why so. do you say duck hunting is your favorite season? <laughs> so, turkey hunting is my favorite because... Because you get to shoot deers? I mean, turkeys? Well, I like shooting them, but I like calling them. Oh, and you, uh, you know... <laughs> That's right. Hit them with the gobble on that. it. So, we, uh, we like... Uh, uh, call, calling turkeys is, is fun, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I like to do that a lot. Yeah. Let, let them hear your turkey call one more time. Don't do the gobble at the end. Just let them hear your yelps. That's pretty good. We work on that a lot, don't we? Yeah. We have five on again. Daddy, I know how to do it. Hey, Daddy. Good job. I know how to do it. Let's hear it. Good job. So, um, Good job, Weston. That was a good one. What did you, what, what do you learn about whenever we go hunting? What do you like to learn about? How to shoot the animals that are out in the field. How we shoot the different animals? Yeah. So you know where, where do you shoot a turkey at? In the head. In the head. Where do you shoot a deer at? Right behind the shoulder. Right behind the shoulder. That's right. Where do you shoot ducks at? Uh, I don't know. Wherever you can hit them. <laughs> it doesn't matter however you want to hit. You can hit him in the face or no. But wherever you can hit them, that's how we shoot ducks. If you're Uncle Chris, you hit them in the butt three times and finally knock them oh down. <laughs> that's, that's why that's why he has three shells in his gun yeah, at all yeah, times. I got another good question. Okay. Why why do you think that shooting ducks and deer at the same time is your favorite thing? Well, 
I don't know that I've ever shot ducks and deer at the same time. Well, I've shot ducks in the morning and then deer hunted in the afternoon. And that's probably my favorite time of the year because there's a lot more stuff to hunt back then. Well, my favorite part about doing deer and turkey shooting at the same time because it's di- because it's so different that where we shoot them at is not the same where we shoot deer or turkeys. Right. Yeah, that that is true. You you have to pay attention, don't you? you yeah. Can't, you can't you can't just get off of there. You just you gotta you gotta look where you're at and you just shoot whatever animal. That's right. Let's get this over here. People want to see you. They don't want to see my ugly face. Um, what's your good question? Um, what do you like the most about hunting besides shooting animals? What's your favorite thing about being out in the woods? Um, Daddy. About, um, Daddy. What, buddy? I can make the, the duck sound. What is it? Good job. Quack, quack, quack. I think that's what, um, what does the sound of geese make? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I never heard of their call. <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite part about being out in the woods besides uh, shooting stuff? About, uh, you know, like when we get up in the morning and go hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, and the big thing is, and where, when we come up at night, you know, when, mo- when morning's done. Mm-hmm. And they have these little big things that stick up in the ground, you know, like the, I don't know what they are, but I don't, I don't know what they're really called, but they're like corn something. Like corn stalks? Yeah. You know, those things that are tall. Uh Yeah, but. I can make a sheep sound. A sheep sound? (laughs) Good job. Yeah, Weston's yeah. back here playing Old McDonald. We shouldn't have started the turkey sound. But, so. um, but um, the good thing is... So why do you like corn stalks so much? Because one time when we were on a ride, I tripped on one and fell <laughs> over. And I, I went... Yeah. <laughs> I went... I was like, what? Yeah. I did not see those corn stalks. That one that I tripped over, I had no idea where it was at. <laughs> it was just... I think it was like... This flat. I remember that. That was so funny. Um, I have some other things to say. Okay, well, say them, buddy. We're listening. Um, when you, you know, when you call, when there's an animal out there, and, well, I I really could, if I was out there in the field, mm-hmm. and in our blind, and there was an animal out there, I would have called them and made them get over there, and I could shoot them, and boom. <laughs> They're down and out. Yeah, like that. So that's what we do. We call them and uh, we get them out of there and they're out of the the game. (laughs) What did you, what's your favorite way to hunt? Did you like hunting in the deer stand last year or you like hunting out of the blind? I think, I would say, I like hunting in the deer stand. You like in the deer stand? Yeah. Well, why'd you like hunting in the deer stand? You like just being up in the air? Yeah. Did you ever get scared up there? No. So. Seven-year-olds are not, they're not scared. They're not scared. Seven-year-olds are not scared, folks. Um, so, whenever, the last episode that I did of my show was talking about being scared. And since we're talking about being scared, 
Have you ever been scared when we were out in the woods together? Anything ever scare you out there? No. Why not? I, I don't know why. You just don't get scared anymore? No. Well, don't. What about when we were walking to the deer stand and all them coyotes started howling? That didn't scare you? No. Well, coyotes howl every night. They're about to howl tonight. I think it scared you a little bit. Yeah, it scared me a little bit. <laughs> but it's still, I've got some more things to say about, you know, calling and. All right, we're listening. Look, everybody, you got you got 10 people listening to you right now. You tell uh, them what you want to tell them about calling. Well, the cool thing is about calling is, I don't, because when the animals come up and, you know, Go way far out there with this foot. Hi, Daddy. What? If the, if the animal backs up into the porcupine, and then, like, and then, like, back into them, and then, like, and then spike them, and then, and then the blood comes out of there. Yeah. So if, the, if you back up to a porcupine, it'll spike you, and the blood will come out. Yeah. That's it, from Weston. Yeah, that was, That's a good story. That's a good story, uh, Weston. <laughs> But, All right, uh, so when you're calling and the animals are coming up, what, what, what's going on there? Um, well, the animals are way back here like this foot, mm -hmm. and they're just out there eating. And then, well, when the deer are out there eating, they, they freeze. Mm -hmm. And when they stop, and when they unfreeze, they go back and eat. All right. And when they get all of the food all out, like, do they eat corn? Mm-hmm. They eat a bunch of corn. Right. And and you bring corn every day for the deer to eat. Yep, I do. I, I take a lot of deer out there. Jackson says hi. Jackson's watching you. You want to say, say hi to Jackson? Hi, Jackson. Hey, Jackson's here. Jackson, I think Wyatt misses you. He said, he said he's ready to see you again. Wow. Uh, Mark and Chastity want to see if you got any muscle since he got a shirt on. Show them some muscle. Oh, man. Look how big they are. Yeah, look how big they are. He said, get some of that. That's, oh, I'm scared of Weston's got muscles, too. Man, I'm wearing clothes. Well, I've got some more things to say about Colin. Uh, well, hey, we're listening. This is the Wyatt Show. Um, well, about Colin. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Who is a better duck caller, me or Uncle Chris? Uh, I would say, I would say you. You would say me. You hear that, Chris? You hear it? Hey, the boy doesn't know how to tell a lie. Everything he says is the truth. So what? I, I'm thinking he's right on that one. Um, you know what? I have some things to say about turkey calling and okay. um, duck calling. Yeah. Um. Well, the thing is, donkey calling, I think turkey calling is gooder than duck calling because um, the turkeys make real sounds. Hey, and daddy. I don't have a goose. I don't have to make a goose. Yeah, know? what's that? Oh, uh, well, we don't know how to. So, turkey calling is gooder than duck calling. Well, there's a lot of things I gotta say about duck calling. 
and turkey calling because turkey, you know, when I when I shoot one, mm -hmm. remember last year yeah. when I shot one, mm -hmm. and it was still moving. Right. But well, that's what they do normally sometimes when they're still um, when they get shot. The turkey you shot at last year ran it off because you missed it. Oh. You kind of forgot no, that part. No, no. Are you sure it ran off? <laughs> I'm for 100% sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I didn't. Last year I shot one at you. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't. Last year when we were out there um, hunting. You shot one last year. But yeah. you, the first one you shot at, you missed. Yeah, I missed it. I, I had it in the wrong thing. What? I don't know how to make a poison duck sound. You know? Oh, okay. What is it? Quack. Quack. A poison duck sound. Quack. And. It sounds poisonous. Well, the big thing is about, um, well, turkey calling, you know, like, where you call the animals out. And the turkeys usually go out there and just move around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when they get done moving around, they come closely and we shoot one. And then, uh, yeah, I remember that one. The first one I shot missed and the second one I shot. But turkeys are really gooder than deer because that last year I shot, uh, when was it again? December. December. The deer I shot on December, uh, was it still moving when I shot it? Yes. Yeah, and it ran off back into the woods, and... You shot a little bit fast on that one. Yeah. You didn't give him time to stop walking. Oh, I didn't give him time to stop walking? You know you didn't give him time to stop walking. I saw <laughs> <laughs> He barely made it into the field when you pulled the trigger. So, when you get ready to shoot a deer or a turkey, do you get nervous? I get a little nervous because one time I shot, the gun just came up and just hit me in the eyeball. You did, that's it right. Went, it went you did. right in the eye. You got scoped by the, uh, by the AR um, back, uh, that was in October, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it that was. The, that was the deer we found. Oh, that, yeah. that was the one that we, we found later that the, well, the skeleton, where they'd already eaten oh, on it. which one? No, it's not that one. He's not here yet. I think it's that. We don't have the. We don't have it hanging up yet. He's still getting cleaned up. He's still getting cleaned up. Yeah, I took him for the taxidermist. Getting cleaned up. Hmm. But yeah, that's the one. You had your face too close to the scope, didn't you? Yeah. Um. When did it? Uh. Did it stop running out after after a few weeks? Mm -hmm. And then it laid down. Mm -hmm. And some of the animals came by and ate it. They did. There were some bugs and I think coyotes and some of the other animals that I ate. Buzzards. Buzzards? What are buzzards? Those big black birds. Oh, the blackbirds? Yeah. So they all the animals ate, ate all part of the deer. Mm -hmm. You got anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, I got some more things to say. He's got some more things to say. So what do you got to say? Um, well... You know the thing is that I love going turkey hunting okay. and duck hunting mm -hmm. at the same time because... How can you go duck hunting and turkey hunting at the same time? Well, uh, I think... Duck season's in the winter and turkey season's in the spring. So, I think 
doing turkey hunting in the spring mm -hmm. is gooder than using than doing duck hunting in the in winter. Right. And so you say now that turkey hunting's your favorite? Yeah. Turkey hunting's a favorite. Um that changed, didn't it? Yeah. Well go it was, it was Is Jackson listening too? Yeah, Jackson's still on there, I think. Yeah, I think he's on there too. And um I got some more things to say about turkey con and uh, um and some more things about turkeys. Well say them. We're all listening. Everybody's listening to you, Bubba. But uh you know what the cool thing is about shooting turkeys? What's that? Uh the good thing is about shooting turkeys is when you get the dot, whatever color you whatever color you whatever color dot you got and you just aim it where you want to shoot it, and mm -hmm. then shoot it right there, and he's done. He's done. He's done for the day. You gotta hit him first, though, don't you? Uh, where do you shoot turkeys again? Uh, in the head. <laughs> in the head. You know where you shoot. Why do you shoot turkeys in the head? Well, that's a good question. Because turkeys have really thick feathers, right? Oh. Oh, you mean like those big black ones? Yeah, they have really thick feathers, so and their wings are really thick, so it protects their body. So if you shoot them in the body with a shotgun, you have to be really close to them in order for it to get through the feathers and kill them. Yeah. So you shoot them in the head because they don't have any protection on their head. They don't wear a helmet. Oh, you know. That, and when you hit them in the brain, they're done. That's when they start flopping. Oh, you mean like just hit like, the brain and start flapping? Mm -hmm. Well, but... If you like dick, it's not brain. Mm-hmm. And then you get stuff all over you. Yeah, that's one of the disgusting signs. But still a good question, though, Weston. Do you have any more <laughs> Because it, it, if you dick, you have any more reasons? Well... Are you being smart, Alec? No. Man, um, about... <laughs> Wait, we got to listen to Weston. kind of gotten off topic here so um, all right white man tell everybody say thanks for listening thanks for listening and we'll do it again and we'll do it again <laughs> so, so you listen to dad's podcast listen to dad's podcast <laughs> awesome can we do that tomorrow sure huh. good job what's Weston doing Wow, listen to these.